Hello, I'm Charlotte Watts. Welcome to these podcasts that were first broadcast live in my Facebook group, Charlotte Watts Calm. Hope you enjoy them. And if you want more, please look at my website, charlottewattshealth.com. I want to talk tonight about the benefits of unraveling a tight jaw and shoulders. Makes me feel tight in my shoulders just mentioning it. It's a very kind of redolent subject for the way that us modern humans live our lives. You might notice how much tightness you feel in your shoulders and jaw, or you may not. For many people, holding habitual tightness is such a normal way of life that it's often not even felt. So that it might be that we're numb to that feeling, almost like it gets so tight that there's what we might call sensory motor amnesia, kind of shut off from feeling there. Or it might be just living in a state of tension just feels usual. But recognising that this can be such a normal now place for us to be, to hold everything upwards, gather it up and in towards the centre and up away from the ground, that holding that pattern can become so usual that it's not seen as something that is almost a problem until it becomes a problem. And this is often an issue within the way that we might view our body or might view our health. And it's a bit of a product of seeing things, not necessarily as how well we are, how much optimal health we have, but how ill we might be, i.e. what might be wrong with us rather than uh, looking for how best to feel. It helps us get away from this view of seeing things as issues that need fixing and looking to solve things all the time. So an example of that is often people will say to me, how would I fix my tight shoulders? How would I fix my tight jaw? And my answer to that always is to step away from seeing something as something we can label a problem onto, on top of the thing. So it becomes the part of us that is not right, the part of us that is wrong and needs solving, fixing. So that's very linear, very kind of, you know, cause and effect. And often that's not a way of seeing a broader view of what brought us there in the first place, more of of an unraveling of uh, the circumstances that got us there, even as far as kind of epigenetics, the kind of the way we, our body experiences what it's exposed to over our lives and how it, it changes that. And looking from a larger viewpoint is particularly apparent and relevant in the jaw and the shoulders because they are so expressive of how much stress we have in our lives and how we are protecting ourselves and how that having stress in our life can be quite a usual constant. Now, we need to define stress there again, as I I do often because I think it's so important not again to get into this idea that stress is bad. It's a bad thing happening to us. And you hear words like, you know, beat stress, which is hilarious because beating something is quite an aggressive thing and (laughs) would cause me stress to have something beaten. So, 
stress is always in our lives. It's challenge. It's doing. It doesn't even have to be something that's bad happening. It can just be stuff happening within our lives that we are asked to respond to. So a provocation to a response. It's only when that becomes no respite, no give, no let up and no recovery time that it becomes something that becomes a problem when we live there. So the neck and shoulders are the the jaw and shoulders and neck uh, are very indicative of this because it's a very important part of the stress response that we tense up into the shoulders and we clench our jaw. This action moves us from a resting state where ideally uh, we can relax in these areas and then our breath moves down into our diaphragm and our belly. When we get go into the stress response, immediately we're gathering impetus for a heightened reaction that's about survival. And usually that's about fight or flight. It's about running away or it's about standing your ground and either fighting or defending yourself in that way. But either way, it's going to be a physical protective reaction that's from a very primal place that is still inherent within our nervous system as pretty much our first line response if you like so the reason that we do this is because it's physical largely physical it's going to be a large motor activity well nice you know fine little small motor activities like small skill that might be when we're we're more in a more creative calm space it's bigger it's broader bigger responses so we gather in energy towards the center and up so it's the opposite of being kind of calm and grounded we're gathering up to go and that also means that we move it's part of the reason for this and part of the action that happens is that the breath becomes tighter and shallower so the shoulders lifting both helps the breath to become tighter or shallower. And also it is parcel of the breath becoming tighter and shallower. You can see we get into these loops with this stuff. And we pull in and up, ready to be able to go, to leap off our feet, to not be settled into the present moment where we are, but to get up and leave and protect ourselves. That often leaves us really caught up into this state. Shoulders drifting up towards the ears and getting held there and you get this tightness in the upper back and the jaw clenching in readiness. It's kind of stealing ourselves, clenching our teeth and all of those kind of phrases that go along with that, that are very expressive of that clenching around the jaw. One of the things that that does up in the jaw when we clench that is to increase blood flow around the brain. So for particularly humans, our brain is our, one of our main organs of survival and in order to have our most heightened mental acuity so you know pupils become larger our um, our peripheral vision becomes larger and our hearing becomes more sensitive when we need more blood flow to the brain things are it's, it's, things are pumping faster there and we, we have you know sharper responses in terms of immediate thoughts so you know a thought under reaction that's also why stress is, is impulsive and compulsive in terms of our reactions. So we can get caught there. Now, if you add this in to a modern habit of sitting at desks, slumping like this, and then that's kind of slumping over, collapsing in the chest and the upper back kind of opening out and even our heads dropping forward 
And if you add that into the fact that most people will sit at a desk on a screen slumped and then look up to look at a screen, for instance, or even when they're looking at a phone, you get this text neck thing where people look down at phones and then the angle of their head is pushed much further past the shoulders than we're designed to do to hold the weight of the head up and all of that leads into a huge amount of tension up into the shoulders neck and jaw and all of that tension in this upper area of the body feeds back down into the body through the nervous system and down into through the gut brain axis and through the whole of the central nervous system to say that if we're in that heightened stress and we're holding that tension in tissues connective tissues, fascia, muscles, skin, then we must be needing to protect ourselves. And also, it's not just that it's what's happening in the immediate space that might be causing this, but the stuff that we hold in our body that might be from past trauma, from shock trauma, from developmental trauma, like adverse childhood experiences, anything that we're holding in the nervous system that we might not even be aware of that's really part of that unconscious conditioning that can be even just feeling not safe and even that slight feeling of not safe in life and even if that's like in a job that you don't feel comfortable in or that you know security is there or a living situation where you don't feel completely relaxed all of this stuff this has these little ripple effects into tissues So the more in life we can find those ways to allow ourselves to feel safe, to feel grounded, to feel comfortable, to feel relaxed, the more we can start to ripple down from the jaw and the shoulders. But we can also do very specific things, moving the face and the jaw around, letting the jaw drop, letting space happen, be created between the back teeth and just letting our house have that kind of slackened face, soft eyes, something in is pretty much the most important physical instruction within yoga, for instance, is that softening the jaw, softening the eyes, everything else can follow suit. And then we can truly feel without having ourselves cut off at the jaw. Um, it's what often referred to in yoga as grunty and not And the jaw is a major knot so that we can hold tension and shut off the way that we, our route of feeling, neck down into the heart and the belly. And often that's a habit we get into, clenching the door, because we don't want to feel what's down there. If there's stuff that we've buried down and we're not ready to be with, or we haven't fostered ways of letting that, tapering that out, letting that, uh, it's often called titration, where things allowed to come out at their own uh, bit by bit by bit so we can process and deal with them bit by bit rather than a wash and a wave of big sensation of our unconscious and difficult stuff bubbling up. So often we clench the jaw rather than have that wave come up and actually having a little softening of the jaw and then really being with safety and grounding and what is happening in our belly helps us to have that titration, just let things out bit by bit by bit the heart starts to unravel those habits of holding up and having to steal against the stuff that we're, we've locked away or we're pushing down. And then some very specific uh, head and neck exercises are really helpful. We will do one now and you can either just watch this and remember it's incredibly simple or do it with me now or come back to it. 
So if you find a, a comfortable seat, I will just show you a neck exercise that's really, really useful to do. It's easy to do at a desk. It's particularly helpful if you're sitting in and you're locked into kind of computer land and you just want to free tissues at the top of the back, the back of the neck, the space that goes up from where the neck inserts into the skull that can tend to hold a lot of tension. This area up into the skull is very related to the, the tension that we might clamp into the jaw. So find a really comfortable way to sit, something that you can sit upwards from the spine. So if you're sitting on the ground, it might be that you need to lift the hips up onto something, even if you're not particularly opening the hips, even sit up onto a chair or sofa or something that you can lift up and maintain a lift through the front of the spine. And then just settle yourselves into the breath. Bring your hands onto your belly just to connect there. And take a deep inhalation. Exhale, sigh out, enclosing your eyes if it's comfortable to do so. And we're going to take chin to one shoulder, doesn't matter which one it is. Inhale here, exhale the chin all the way down past the breastbone up towards the other shoulder. Inhaling here, exhaling all the way down. And we don't need to lift the shoulders to join the chin. Just let both shoulders drop away, space between the shoulders and the ears. Exhaling fully, right to the end space of the exhalation. Even sighing out anything that's ready to be released. Letting the movement follow just behind your breath. So you feel a passage of breath rising up through the front of the spine as you inhale. Retain that lift. And exhale, space into the back of the skull. And just breathing a sense of kindness to any areas you feel speaking to you. Whether you feel a tightness or a tension, it's not to fix, but just to offer space and kindness. And notice how your body responds. Told you last three movements here. Sighing out, notice if an ah sound feels right for you. And an ah vowel sound opens up the jaw. You'll notice it's not possible to say ah without space between the back teeth, without palate and the throat opening. Gently then bringing your head back to centre. And just letting your breath settle. And if it feels right to just move around in the face, even 
open the jaw, mouth wide, scrunch the face. Again, here as if we're a bit caught, stick the tongue out. Hello. <laughs> Feel this all the time. So when we get stressed, when muscles and fascia get locked in, fascia in particular gets tight, dehydrated and pulls and then actually can interfere with our interoception, the way we feel internally. So the more that we can move, that we can loosen, you know, if you're a desk and you're a bit desk bound, standing up, loosening your shoulders, moving, rolling them around. You can inhale them up to your ears and exhale them down the side. But just moving anywhere that feels locked, let your body and your being know that there is an alternative to being locked in and held in and it's then that we can really start to foster that sense of safety and that sense of being with ourselves attending to ourselves in a kind way that starts to unravel the tightness that we feel in the jaw and the shoulders and starts to let us notice when we might feel that so i hope that's been helpful there are more videos to come next week this is the sign up for the video series as a precursor to Calm Club opening its doors again uh, for a short time at the end of September. So you can sign up then. There's, there's three videos on lots of things to do for stress and the Calm package with recipes and stuff. So there's lots coming up for you. Do send any questions through as ever. I'd love to hear, feel, hear your feelings and kind of experiences around any of this stuff. So thank you and see you soon. Goodbye.